Welcome back, everyone, to Blazing the Path. I'm Rob Heff. I'll be recording solo this week, giving you the rundown on the last two weeks of Blazers basketball, the week off from Blazing the Path last week, and uh, what to look for in the weeks to come. You're looking at the first team in the Western Conference standings, boys and girls. Uh, the Portland Trail Blazers are 5-1, and one, and uh, you got to be pretty content with that going into this season. Um, as Tara and I talked about, um, I guess last week, Tara Bowen Biggs, um, it looked like this would be a season that the Blazers would be, you know, kind of figuring things out on the fly, learning how to gel together with all the new pieces. They look to be gelling pretty good. We'll see how this continues. But in the last two weeks, I started out the season, Blazers Kings. We saw a brand of basketball we haven't seen in Portland for quite some time. Guys getting back before the offense can set up. Closeouts you would not believe were actually happening if you're a Blazers fan, particularly Josh Hart and Jeremy Grant. Can't help but wonder what this team's ceiling is with Gary Payton the second back in action, hopefully in the next few weeks. Granted, there was no Keegan Murray for the Kings, but they were still getting easy corner threes, which are kind of his thing, so it was weird. Better than the alternative you know, of high percentage interior shots. That's something that, you know, as I'll say later in the show, the Blazers seem to be doing well this year. With the Kings game, Nurkic was doing his job on the defensive end. He was struggling on the offensive end. Glee, the guards showed up. They had big shots as expected. Guys like Shaden Sharp having his bounce, Anthony hitting his shots, and Josh Hart contributed too. So at halftime, Portland had 51, Sacramento had 55, and down the stretch, they were able to <laughs> not so much contain De'Aaron Fox, but match him in a way that they could come away with the victory, 115-108. to Following that game, the Blazers faced the Suns, game two of their season. We learned that Grant is not afraid to pull up from mid-range and further as Blazers fans. He did it with Detroit, but seeing it here, it's a good feeling to know they picked up exactly what they thought they picked up. Um, I would say he's the first starting forward for them since LaMarcus Aldridge to be successful at that. I can't think of anyone really that can come to mind that has, even though it's early in the season, kind of had that confidence from the mid-range and three-point range at the forward position at the four or the five for Portland. Grant, Lillard, and Simon showed up big in this game. At the half, Portland was down six, 47-53, going into overtime, tied at 102 Anthony and Jeremy provided the push for the W. They won 113-111. to 111. Next, the Blazers took on the Lakers. It was basically LeBron versus the world of defenders. Portland had the spark plug on offense. Guys like Josh Hart and Anthony pretty much having their way in this game um, on the offensive end. And you have to be pretty happy at halftime to hold the Lakers to 48 with guys like AD and LeBron on the court. Um, explosive guards like Lonnie Walker and Kendrick Nunn starting to get going for them. Portland had 55, so it was 55-48 at the half. At the end of the game, Dame hit a dagger to go up to a uh, big three. And then on the other end, after something that just kind of showed Dame's going to hopefully be exactly what he's been again this year, um, he tapped on his wrist, you know, to say it's Dame time. And um, on the defensive end, um, right after that, LeBron unfortunately coasted to an uncontested layup, uh, kind of like a defensive breakdown, tied it at 104. Um, Jeremy Grant, once again, meets early expectations for being uh, the competitive force up front Nurkic has badly needed next to him. Um, he had a cut to the basket 
and it made it a two-point game. Next possession, they actually didn't let LeBron do whatever he wanted, and uh, he had to take a fadeaway jumper and heavy coverage. He misses, and that was the ball game. Portland took that one, 106-104. to Lillard and Grant had, obviously, the big plays at the end. Um, Josh Hart finished with 9 points, 16 boards, and 5 assists. <laughs> Balmy Blazer. Uh, Blazers' defensive breakdown uh, is not quite a cause for concern, uh, as much as the result of a brand-new product on the court which seems to be guard who you know you can guard. It's something Chauncey Billups did, and it looks like something um, the Blazers are looking to emulate. We'll see how it goes. So far, it's probably around a B plus, honestly. Um, the Blazers took on the Nuggets next at the half. Denver was up 61-55. to And then we saw something bonkers, which was in the third quarter, Lillard, Simons, Grant, and Nurkic combined for... 30-plus straight points between them, um, and Nurkic started getting every board he could get. I mean, like, humanly possibly get. Uh, Portland up taking that one home, 135-110. to Next, Portland took on Miami, and as I'm sure Blazers fans know, uh, Lillard suffered a calf strain. Um, luckily, you know, something that could kind of take the win out of the franchise um, has been reduced to something that will be monitored week to week, and hopefully you can come back from. Um, in this game, Jimmy Butler and Caleb Martin kind of surprised getting whatever they wanted. Um, probably no one was expecting that. You know, you expect Jimmy Butler to create, but you probably would expect um, Tyler Hero to provide all the threes and everything, but Jimmy Butler and Caleb Martin kind of just cut whenever they wanted and could get open. Um, obviously the offense... We'll have some flow and progression to work out in the absence of Dame. Um, and it was, you know, kind of to be determined in the next game how things would fare with Hart and Simons pushing the rock up the floor. The half Portland was down 5, 61 to 56. Um, Adebayo became probably the first big this season to remotely have his way against Portland. Portland did a very good job between Grant and Nurkic um, and even Eubanks containing the fours and the fives they faced. But Adebayo ended up having 18 points. Um, I think that was kind of the the big push factor that the offense was able to get going for Miami because not only were Jimmy and Caleb producing, but Adebayo was. So it kind of opened things up for the lesser guys on the team. Um, Miami ends up taking it 119-98. to Next, the Blazers took on the Rockets. Um, <laughs> kind of the story of uh, Bugs Bunnies. <laughs> Coining that here for Shaden Sharp, uh, really not much more can be said other than wow. Uh, first quarter, he starts off with just a monster dunk. Um, had a few plays that were a little rough to watch, one of them being um, Justice Winslow missing a wide-open push layup. Hopefully, uh, Portland gets back to the brand of basketball in the next few games where they don't take push layups. Um, I really like that Nurkic is not taking those push layups so far um, this season. He's getting whatever he wants down low, and he did that against the Rockets. Um, he has these beautiful ball fakes several times against the Rockets in this game. Um, rolls to the rim, and it's great. It's you know He's not taking those low percentage, hard-to-find-a-rhythm-using push shots. Um, Nurkic is not taking those push shots. They're a low percentage shot, and it's hard to find a rhythm using them if none of them go down. Uh, the less push shots, the better. Um, Blazers are still allowing too many corner threes six games into the season, um, but 
you have to be happy with the interior defense. The Rockets were hard-pressed to get to the basket other than really all I saw was one Kevin Porter Jr. layup that he didn't have to make an attempt other than to basically walk into the basket and lay it up with the opposite hand uh, with his right hand driving left. Um, they contained Jalen Green. They <laughs> they did not allow a entirely game and potentially season-changing dunk by him in the second quarter. Um, Portland went into the half up 11, 69 to 58. Uh, and then Shaden Sharp was on one that night. Uh, getting these dunks, you know, timed so much better than we saw in the preseason thrown to him. Um, it's, it's good to see. And, you know, I have no greater joy, um, aside from that, seeing that, uh, Nurkic continues to have three people surround him when he gets aboard and it's all to no avail. He just, powers through um it seems like years prior he might get frustrated and turn the ball over but it seems to be a reduction in that this year so it's it's good to see Nurkic on the uptick again with his um kind of thought processing within games not getting frustrated but getting the calls rather than complaining about the calls and not getting back on defense um in this game Simons Nurk Sharp and Grant combined for 86 points between the four of them Simons with 30, Nurkic with 27, Sharp with 14, and Grant with 15. Uh, Nurk in the fourth quarter actually buried three consecutive shots en route to a 25-plus point game. Um, he hit some beautiful post hooks and a three that kind of set Moda Center on fire um, with the energy in the crowd, you know, and it, it took it to a 14-point game with seven and change to go. Simons and Grant hit some clutch threes back-to-back, if you will, and Portland comes home with it 125-111. to 111. There are quite a few takeaways for the Blazers so far after two weeks of their ball. Um, one being Josh Hart is definitely the energy guy the Blazers knew they needed last year. He's averaging 10 points, 9 rebounds, and 4 assists. Um, you know, he is being monitored for concussion protocols, Granted, we did see CJ come back from a collapse lung last year, so essentially anything is possible. Um, these guys are tanks <laughs> at the guard position. They're, they're kind of built for it. Uh, hopefully, Josh Hart comes back feeling good. Another thing is that second, Shaden Sharp will likely be catapulted in the starting lineup this week. Um, you have to be thrilled to see that. I'm anticipating he meets expectations. Uh, he could even meet projections that he could have the same level of production with increased minutes which uh, would make Blazers fans pretty happy um, you know averaging around 11 points a game and you might see him score some 16 to 20 point games this week um, if Josh Hart's going to be out third Anthony hasn't yet but he could effectively replace CJ's production the last few years we'll monitor his current 20.5 points per game status as the season progresses but Blazers fans have to be ecstatic about that He's gotten some big steals, he can read passing lanes, and he can easily explode into those passing lanes to cause turnovers, something we did not really see from him the last few years. Uh, his pace of play gets him past the opposition for easy scores on those turnovers on the offensive end, so look for that this week. If you can continue that, I think the Blazers, um, as prior discussed on this podcast, uh, will have a better chance of not getting on those runs where they can't score three, four possessions in a row. Um, if they're playing fast, 
until Lord gets back, um, back into that kind of half court offense. I think I think that's their best bet until Lord gets back. Third, uh, from top to bottom, this team looks to have chemistry. They gel, they have fun, and we'll monitor it throughout the season, Bonds. Which to me that means this team could surprise this year in the conference standings and beyond, hopefully in the playoffs. Um, I, I could see the realm of possibility being that with this kind of chemistry between these young guys and the older guys and kind of this, this mindset of contributing to the team as a whole rather than individual performance, all the way down to the, to the guys who get less minutes, Justice Winslow and Keon Johnson, there's just gel and they're smooth in how they play with each other, and it'll be fun to see for the weeks to come. Fourth, uh, for four straight days of rest, um, got to be pretty happy with that as a Blazers fan. They will be facing Memphis and then a doubleheader with Phoenix. Uh, <laughs> going into this week, health is of the utmost importance for some of their guards. Um, I think Josh Hart would have no problem at least playing in the Phoenix series. Um Hopefully, you know, he's able to recover by then, but a concussion is not an easy thing to just come back from, and, you know, it varies in severity. If you look at a parallel in the NFL uh, for two attack by Loa, um, that could have ended his career. You know, it's a scary thing. Um, luckily with basketball, there aren't as many um, aggressive hits. It's more guys jumping for a ball and landing awkwardly so we'll we'll monitor that as well um i implore you to watch these games on league pass if you get the chance it should be quite crazy matchups uh with memphis you'll have john morant and desmond bain kind of going head to head um with some of these young blazers guys and Fernie and shaden sharp seem to be the big ticket items for portland this year besides dame and, and that'd be a good one um as well as the doubleheader with Phoenix. Again, these young guards Portland has, they bring energy to the game, and they're kind of the spark plugs when Portland doesn't seem like the rest can get it going. Then when those those bigger names um, at the at the front court positions get it going, like Jeremy Grant and Nurkic, kind of firing on all cylinders. So uh, looks to be a week the Blazers could wind up with at least six wins, no doubt in my mind. Um, you know, hopefully they end up with three wins out of the matter, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. So um, last observation for this last two weeks is uh, that Minnesota and Denver will, of course, be competing for the division title alongside Portland. They both have four wins, um, but you have to be eager to see the next week of action for Portland if you're a Blazers fan to potentially go up a couple games in this division when it's this loaded. Um, Rudy Gobert did have a 20 plus point 20 rebound game for Minnesota and he seems to be kind of getting into rhythm with that team like he was with Utah um, and then obviously Denver has a loaded starting five that appears poised and healthy to make a run so we'll see we'll see how it goes definitely have more to come next week on what the conference is shaping out to be in the Western Conference and how the Blazers have fared going forward so Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hope to talk to you soon.